When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to Doha now, of course. FIFA World Cup Qatar is on, and we're joined by a wonderful man. We've talked a number of things to him, but he's entrenched in the football. Adam Peacock joins us. Um, Adam, how are you coping with the hours and the and the commitment and the fatigue <laughs> that must go with it all? No. Um, it, well, thankfully, it's not every four weeks. It's every four years. So you, <laughs> you're, um, you, you can you can cope with... Uh, I, I, just before I came on air with you, I was just mentioning that um, I'm having a night off tonight, i.e. not going to a game. I'm still working from the apartment. But, um, yeah, it's it's been amazing because it's, it's a World Cup in a city. Usually it's a country. I mean, ne- mm. next World Cup's going to be in three countries. But this one's in a, in a city no bigger than Wellington. It's it's quite weird in terms of geography. It's it's quite weird, but um, yeah. Anyway, we're uh, we're enjoying it and um, taking for taking it for what it is. What is the atmosphere like in Doha? Because it's not a traditional football town, a football country. Is there is there atmosphere the like you'd see at other World Cups? Yeah, but they do love their football, um, and there's a lot of people who have come over here as visitors. So there, there is a good like Germany Spain just ended, and the the fan fest in the city would be chockers forty thousand people. There'd be another fan fest in the south of the city, thirty thousand people, fifty thousand people at the game. So there's a stack of people around loving their football. It's just just an odd feeling. It's it it feels like it's been built to show, mm. if you know what I mean. Mm. Um, like the, the infrastructure around and yeah, it's a it's it's a different place. And I, not bagging the job because it is what it is. That's the city. It's a, it's a firstly at its heart, it's a it's a country based on religious beliefs, so that they um, hold Islam pretty close to their their hearts, um, which is fair enough. Um, and and some of their laws and, and rules are, are based off that, which are against what we're used to in the West. Um, you do have to just go along with with what they say um, and how they do things. But they're really friendly people. Um, I've not come across one bit of aggro. Maybe that's the lack of alcohol. Um, so yeah, I, I, in, in many respects, I can't complain about it. But that that doesn't look past some of the the, the issues that kind of everyone was talking about before the event. But they're, they're kind of swept away a little bit now because it's all about the football. Who are the big pockets of fans? Like straight away, I imagine the English will be there in their droves. But I've also heard that some English, it's actually cheaper to fly in for a game and then fly out and go home and then fly back in. Is is there a big contingent of English fans? Uh, huge. Not not. Yeah, there's a decent amount. I think there's a lot of English expats that actually live here and work here. Um, there, there would be a lot basing themselves in Dubai or Oman. But I, I do know that flights are pretty frequent between those those places in here in Doha. The, the, the big the big ones are the the travellers, the big travellers, the ones that have come from outside Argentina. They'll go anywhere to watch their team. They're mad. Um, <laughs> Brazilians as well. There's a lot of Brazilians, but the the ones that surprise me are the ones that actually live in Doha. There's a huge expat community from places like Morocco mm. and Tunisia. Um, there's like 40,000 of them 
already live here and that's swelled with you know relatives coming over so that they've provided the, the some of the best atmospheres so far one of the best atmospheres i went to was um tunisia denmark the place was going off it was fantastic so yeah that, those little surprises are nice what's been your favorite game so far we're well into it now uh, some teams have played two um what's been your favorite game and you're allowed to say australia Right, I will. Australia, Tunisia, because we won for the first time in 12 years at the World Cup. <laughs> that one. Yeah, that, that was that was brilliant. And another one that, as a guy that absolutely loves his football, is um, Spain, who just drew with Germany. But uh, Spain, Costa Rica um, was, was fantastic. And the carnival atmosphere of Brazil, Serbia. Um, there was a bit of tension about Serbia held their own for, for long periods, but it, it, it's, I said this the other day, it, it almost feels like when Brazil played a World Cup, it's a bit like the athletics at the Olympics. The, the, the event's on, but it has, hasn't officially started, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And and that's what it felt like the other night with, with Brazil in front of 88,000 um, taking on Serbia. Of course, Australia won 1-0, and you are our closest neighbours, so I know we are supporting, a lot of people are supporting Australia to go deep. Mitch Duke, uh, the goal scorer. He's come, not from nowhere, but... A lot of people at the World Cup would have never heard of him. What can you tell us about Mitch Duke and his meteoric rise to being a World Cup goal scorer? Yeah, it's like a like a lot of these guys who have come through the A League, and um, it's just a shame that. Oh, by the way, I was going for I said Spain as well because they smashed Costa Rica the other night and uh, get one back to you guys. Um, <laughs> but with with Duke, he's he's like a a, a ten year overnight success. You know what I mean? He um, he, he he came through the Central Coast Mariners. He, he then got a, himself an opportunity, which a, a lot of people in Australian football thought was beyond him in, in Japan, but he stuck it out. He did well. He played for four years with Shimizu, a, a club over there, came back, went to Saudi Arabia, came back. Now he's in Japan as well, but playing in the second division. But he's just a guy that's just honest. He's, just, he, he's all effort. He gives everything he can, and he's got the most out of himself as a footballer, and there's a bit more to come, I think, after after that goal he scored the other day against Tunisia, it, it might not be the high point of his career. It's a, it's a great moment, but he's um, he's got a big role to play against Denmark in a couple of days' time. Is it um, just the way... Well, it is the World Cup. I'm just wondering, someone like Mitch Duke, th- these guys are under the spotlight and probably aware that a lot of clubs around the world and a lot of leagues are watching this. And if you're a goal scorer, you get written down on a few lists, yeah. don't you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Every scout in the world is watching this event. <laughs> every every agent, every club is watching this event because there's nothing else on at the moment. They've cancelled all club football mm. for starters. But um, yeah, a guy like him, Craig Goodwin, who's performed really well. Absolutely, Harry Suter, um, our big defender, who I don't think I put it this way: in a year's time, if he's not playing in the Premier League, something's gone wrong. So. Yeah, the, the, these guys will be able to further themselves financially and career-wise out of the back of this, and, and good on them because they deserve it. You mentioned the next game against Denmark. How do those two teams match up stylistically? What sort of game are we going to see? Yeah, the, the, the Socceroos will look to play a similar style to what they did against Tunisia, uh, which was a, a lot of a lot of long stuff to, to wingers and, and the striker. Um, to stretch out the opposition a bit because the Danes will be really careful defensively. That that, that they're a pretty conservative side, but when they get the ball at feet, they can move it a bit. And they got Christian Eriksen, who's world class. So he's he's I'd know for a fact Graham Arnold for the last twelve hours would have been sitting in front of a laptop 
working out ways with his coaching staff to stop Christian Eriksen. So uh, they're, they're quick down their sides, um, the, the Danish, when they want to be. But it's all about Eriksen. If, if he gets time on the ball, he's going to destroy us. As for the Socceroos, yeah, just play the way we did. We, 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 we mixed it up a little, played a bit long sometimes and um, got knockdowns. And Aaron Moy was superb. He just happened to be in the right position at the right time all the time. Uh, can't make it just a game of like just rough and tumble, um, but it will be physical. So, yeah, I, I don't think the matchup necessarily um, hinders Australia, but it's going to be tough because the, the Danes have got a lot of classy players. Uh, talking to Adam Peacock uh, out of Doha, Adam, what what did this win in the World Cup mean back home to the sporting public in Australia? What's been feeding back to you about how it's been received? Yeah, really well because it, it it puts us back on the map, if you like, on the sporting map here in Australia. That we can um, we can say that yeah, we are a, a good footballing nation. We're, we're we're a team that competes on the world stage and and can win a game. That's that's the first step. Now this is just the first step in many, in my opinion, with Australian football. Like there's there's like if we get through the round of sixteen, it, there's still going to be issues that need to be tinkered with in, in Australian football, but everyone feels a bit better about themselves. The A-League has a bit more impetus about it because we've got so many players from the A-League or still in the A-League in the squad. So, yeah, look, it's it means a lot um, to Australian football and you can see it with the, the fans and, like, you know, AFL, rugby league, uh, cricket, they get the big, you know, they get the back page all the time. They get the, all the attention, blah, 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 blah. But... <laughs> these guys are a bit out of sight, out of mind because they're playing all around the world. They don't deserve to be. What they're doing is, in my opinion, far beyond what a, a draftee in AFL does when he moves states. They're uprooting their lives and going into a different culture to further themselves. So, yeah, it's, um, I, I just hope that they get the recognition and the, and the sport as a whole in Australia um, benefits out of this because in six months' time, um, we're going to have another one of these with the, with the women. It's going to be fantastic too and you guys will benefit from it as well. Yeah, I was just thinking after Australia won, this could be down the same sort of path with like uh, the National Basketball League that the Breakers are in and um, so many wonderful teams in Australia. With the Australians being picked out of there and uh, high-profile college guys coming uh, as part of the Futures program, coming to the NBL, this is going to put a little bit of a spotlight on the A-League, isn't it, with, with guys and just going, oh... Australian team have gone, particularly if you get into the 16, it's going to raise the stocks of the A-League. It can't help, but not. It's like impossible to imagine how it doesn't. Mm. Um, yeah, like if, if Craig Goodwin scores the winner on uh, Thursday, on Wednesday night um, against the Danes, there's two goals, one, one against France, one against Denmark, and he goes back the week after the World Cup to play for Adelaide United. It's, it's a pretty easy marketing <laughs> marketing ploy. So, yeah, it's um, it, it's big the A League, and, it, and it's great. And you know, guys like even Cameron Devlin, who got his chance with Wellington Phoenix, it's great. It's great for a, a club like Wellington Phoenix to have some input into providing a player for a World Cup. So, yeah, it 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 absolutely helps. It absolutely helps, and it's good that it's starting right off the back mm. of the World Cup. Up the Socceroos, mate. Up the Socceroos. Uh, Adam, uh, awesome, awesome of you to, to join us today. Go and get some kip and uh, enjoy the rest of the tournament. It's going to be fantastic. Will do. Thanks for the chat.